And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. I feel like the Knicks forgot about their appointment for a game tonight. Not that, I mean, it probably wouldn't have mattered anyways, but they got whooped. 126-98. Raptors win big at home. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast. I'm joined by my guy Q. What is really, really good? It's not the Knicks. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, man. The Knicks are a joke. Yeah. We were just, we were talking about like this, just a weird, weird setup. Yeah. Who they had on garbage time, that... Should have been mostly their starting lineup. Yeah. And we'll 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 deep dive a little bit into that. But of course, we'll welcome you inside the Wrap It Up podcast, which we do live on Twitter after each and every episode at Shell Alexander. We take your comments and questions there. So let us know what you think about the raps, the raps bench, or the trash Knicks roster, or even a little Canada basketball talk. But we'll take all your comments and questions there on Twitter. Again, at Shell Alexander, live after each and every uh, Raptors game. Same thing goes for Instagram. We got another feed up there, and that's just another way for you to interact and tune in live with the show. That feed is up at Sheldon Alexander. And as always, just a reminder, if you want to follow along and support the movement that is the Wrap It Up podcast, just follow along to the network. The On Blast Podcast. Give us a search, like, and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify. On Blast Podcast. You will get this show, the Ball On Blast. Also, you killed it. We got a bunch of stuff there on the On Blast Network. Just look it up, like, and subscribe, tell your friends, all that fun stuff. But as mentioned, this is Wrap It Up, and the Knicks were a wrap. I mean, after the first quarter, the Knicks were actually up. This is a weird one because the Raps win big, as mentioned. And let's get the particulars out the way, right? Yep. Because there's some like bookkeeping to keep track of. The Raps improved to 13 and 4, solid record. Yep. They, as mentioned, won 126 to 98. They are now 8 and 0 at home for the first time in franchise history. It's big. That's a big deal. They tied a franchise record with 21 made threes in this game. It's big. And they have 33 consecutive home wins against divisional opponents. Also big. Yeah. Yep. So there was something to come out of this game. Seven players in double digits for the Raps. But the Knicks are just an embarrassment of an organization. No? Oh, by far. <laughs> um. To get you started, I'm going to read you the Knicks starting lineup for this game. And when I sat down and I saw this, I was like, I knew their signings and all that, but I can't claim to have actually sat down and watched a bunch of Knicks games this year. Yeah. You know, you check in on RJ, see how he's doing, but I really have time to sit down and take in the Knicks, right? Starting lineup, Frank Nilakina, point guard. Shooting guard, RJ Barrett. Small forward, one of the Morris twins. I don't even care which one, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I stand by that. I say that all the time. 
Power forward, Julius Randle. Center, Taj Gibson. How on earth does that starting lineup make sense in the NBA at any stage of the NBA era, but much less in 2019? It doesn't. And and it's just... It's just it's the same thing. Like they 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 missed out on KD and and Kyrie. Yep. We know James Dolan didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. And they went out and signed four power forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Why I don't know. Makes no sense. Right. Like you signed Julius Randle. I think that was a good pickup. Mm-hmm. They needed a power forward. You go yeah. get a young power forward that can mix in with. You're young guys. Yeah. Right? So you start RJ. What happened to Kevin Knox? Kevin Knox gets no minutes anymore. Right? He played in garbage time and still only totaled 12 minutes in this game. Like the, no the, sense. The roster makes no sense. And the reason why I bring this up, there's a, there's a method to the madness here. There's a reason why I bring this up. Because the Nets, the Nets, the Knicks have been trash for a very long time. And we know that there were times where they gave up their draft picks, mm-hmm. right? But that time's been over. They've had draft picks now for a while, okay? Yep. And you look at their team, and you're just thinking, like, this doesn't make any sense. And poor RJ, which we'll get to RJ in a bit. But the re- main reason I bring that up is because I always want to make this comparison for Raptors fans to understand how lucky you are <laughs> that you have Masai Ujiri and an organization that just... Str- Forget about knows where what you they're draft, doing. But just forget about where you draft, yeah. right? There are players available in the second round. There are players available just not in the draft at all. Yep. And I bring that up, what the other teams do, just to emphasize the fact that you look at the Toronto Raptors and, hey, Pascal Siakam, continue to ride that wave, young man. 31 points in 30 minutes, okay? 12 of 22 shooting, 8 rebounds. Again, Pascal Siakam, a late first-round pick. So I, I I always stress to bring up just what the other teams are doing, how these teams are still trash despite having top picks, and they just can't figure it out. But you look at Pascal, thirty one points. You look at Freddie; he had fifteen in this game. Freddie's on Freddie's what second round pick? No, undrafted. Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. Then you look at Chris Boucher off the bench again. Raps had seven players in double figures. Right. So I started off with Pascal at thirty one. You had Freddie at 15. You have OG with 13. Then you go to the Raps bench. Chris Boucher, 13. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, 12. Terrence Davis, another undrafted guy, 15. Malcolm Miller, 13. Like, how is it that the Raptors are not only able to find all these guys that can get buckets, but the Knicks on the flip side, like how can Kevin Knox be one of the high school All-Americans, go yep. to Kentucky for one year, yep. end up on the Knicks, and then you don't even Have a play. good rookie season. A solid rookie. He had a like, solid... Okay. Uh, he it's a rookie. Okay. I'm not yeah. saying he was going to be a rookie of the year, yeah. but he had a good rookie season. And then my guy It looked like promise. Play. And then he just doesn't play anymore. How does that make sense? It, it makes me worried for RJ. It really does. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But let's stick to the positives here. The positives are that the Toronto Raptors once again, are just doing work. And this is a game where you look at it and you worry about the trap game because you know that, hey, they got some big boy games coming up on the sked. And you saw what happened against the Hawks where the Hawks came in, they're on a downturn, but they came in kind of scrappy. The Raps obviously looking ahead to the Sixers game. There's fear maybe the trap game might come in, but the Raps, nah. 
take care of business early. And it started. And no, but it started. It started that way, right? It's, it did start that way. But True. the Knicks are not the Atlanta Hawks. The Knicks are not the Atlanta Hawks, and the Knicks. There's so many issues because if you don't know by now that Pascal Siakam has been in the lab. And you're in the NBA, you either don't do the research or where's your scouting report. It doesn't make sense. But Pascal Siakam, five of eight from three in this game. And my guy's just walking up and burying threes. And I get that you might have watched the NBA Finals where, again, the strategy from Draymond when he was trying to guard him. And then if you go back to the prior series before where they try to stick the center on Pascal and kind of let him shoot. You got to know by now, 16 games into the season, 17 game into the season pascal's been in the lab the man is shooting that three with confidence and he's splashing it he did everything he's the one that broke this game open to me it was pascal in the bench in the second quarter where pascal was doing a little bit of everything but as i say like they don't like even if you don't so maybe you don't maybe they don't watch game tape fine (laughs) you don't watch sports center yeah there's not a there's not a podcast that you've been watching (laughs) hey we got one it's called wrap it up man you know what i mean (laughs) We would have let them know you have to guard the guy at the three point line. Like I don't, you're, it's in your division. Yeah, you have to know. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It was it was really interesting to watch the glow up of Pascal. He made a thirty one point night just look easy, right? And the game, the way that the Raptors play in terms of once they turned it on, okay, you shit the bed in the first quarter, right? You come back in the second quarter, you outscore them thirty seven. To 17 in the second quarter and it was all defense turned yeah. to offense and they defense just in transition yeah they ran them out of the gym in the second quarter and i think really the even the first because they, they came out strong in the first mm-hmm. and i just think they just thought uh i think they actually lit up yeah it's the knicks yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was an ugly ugly game from in terms of you're watching knicks play and it's just turnovers everywhere. But the raps, the thing I love is because you see the continued growth of all these guys. And it's at different levels. It's development. It's but, development. And, it, and I think it's, it's an emphasis on development. Mm-hmm. So even going back to the, the, to the Kyle DeMar days, yep. it was development. DeMar improved each and every year, for sure. Right? Yeah. And then, and then you, when you see that... Again, it's the culture of your organization. It trickles down. If your best player yep. is 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 adding something to his game every year, nobody else has an excuse. It's true to not do that. Yeah, right. And now you're seeing the same thing with Siakam, right? And they seen how Siakam went went from literal nobody, just a member of the bench mob, not the main guy in the bench mob, just a member of the bench mob, to then being the man. The man. As a 27th pick coming out of nowhere, and you're looking around, and you go, "Why can't I do that too?" Mm-hmm. Right? And again, yeah. they're all around the same age, mm-hmm. so it's not like you're going into the gym by yourself in the summertime. They all go together. And speaking of that, there you saw a bunch of them at the Raps 905 game. Yep. Right? They're all the Raps are there together going to the Raps 905 game, and that's a just camaraderie. That's just. They're gym rats, right? And you talk about the development, how many of them came from the 905, so they understand, you know, how important it is to support the young gunners that are going back and forth, but also what you just said, right? The young guy seeing that, 
These guys are rooting for you. These guys are invested in you. That's big. And that's got to help your confidence as well if you're Malcolm Miller now, who, you know, has been in this program now for, what, two years? And you see him tonight come out, and you could say whatever it is, it's garbage time, but that's the minutes that are available to you right now as Malcolm Miller. And he will, he, it's garbage time, but you're going in there against lottery picks. Yes. Right. Very good point. You're going in, and he's going against. Knox and Iggy, yeah. and even uh, RJ was still out RJ there. RJ was right? still out there. So Malcolm Miller comes out. My guy's four or five from three. And the thing that I liked about it, because we see the numbers all the time from Malcolm Miller in uh, in nine oh five, and his numbers are always solid. Yeah. But when he gets to he gets the opportunities for the big boy team, there's kind of a hesitation still. He's not really comfortable. And you kind of saw it tonight where my guy was just jacking shots, and he was just cool. Which is good. But also, but also, my guy's still Terrence Davis, man. Terrence Davis's game, I mean, you knew, you heard about it, you saw it in Summer League, you saw flashes in preseason. We've seen it now for the first 17 games of the year. But the more and more I see of Terrence Davis, it just gets me excited of like what the next level is. Because he has a mentality of the same thing you're talking about with Freddie and Pascal, that I come from nothing and I'm here to work my ass off and improve every day. But I just love the way that my guy doesn't look shook in the game at all. He's doing everything with a supreme level of confidence. Yep. Uh, in this game, he finished with 15 points, three of eight from three. I mean, Terrence Davis, is he your favorite Raptor's favorite Raptor right now? <laughs> <laughs> He's up there. He's up there. I, I, I'm still. I still root for Boucher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Just like again, it, it's 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 a team. Hard. It's hard not to root for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a team full of underdogs, and they just come out there, and they 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 play like. Like even the guys that weren't on the roster last year, yeah. are coming into the game playing like champions. Right, they've been playing like they've been there before, mm-hmm. and it's just it's amazing to see. And it, it again, sorry to bring up the Knicks again, but it makes you wonder what other organizations are doing. Yeah, well, people might wonder why every pod because I know I did it the last pod we had, I know I did it the pod before where I'm bringing up the other teams and the first round, like early first round picks that these teams have, yeah. and they're still way behind the reps. And I do it because, again, can't stress enough the organizational depth of this Toronto Raptors team, but the success top to bottom that you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the glow up on all levels. And, you know, let me take some comments right now because the comments are filtering in. People are happy. And I love the fact that Raps fans are so in that they enjoy these games. Yeah. Right? Like, they're the, the fan base is hype. Like, the, the comments are blowing up on both sides. So let me get to comments because people are feeling good tonight. Uh, let's see. First, quite simply, someone just says, Wagwan. <laughs> what up, Shell? What up, Q? What up to Karudo? Uh, what up? Uh, more comments here. But Siakam is a legit number two elite, but he ain't a number one to me. Um, I mean, I don't know... It's interesting because it depends on the levels. And, and hey, as of right now, Pascal is doing nothing to show me that he's not a number one, right? Like, you could argue he didn't play well in the head-to-head matchup against Giannis, but it's 
Giannis. Yeah, it's who's like, the MVP of the league. And like if if you're if you're saying he's not a number one, like he's not Kawhi. Like there's there's literally yeah. five guys in that category. Yeah. And if and I bring everybody to, else is levels below that, right? Because my thing was I would always have this talk about DeMar, mm-hmm. right? And the biggest difference, if you're comparing the two stars, right, or the two different eras of the Raptors team, and this might come down to coaching, so it might be unfair to DeMar, but I think that what Pascal brings on a defensive end and the intangibles, like, he does more than just score. Like, I know that the scoring is what gets the most attention. Everyone's like, oh, you replaced Kawhi's scoring. But even the last game, in terms of the huge defensive play he came up with at the end of the game, that's just as big as the and one that he made yeah. as well. And I think that's the main difference when you talk about can you be a number one guy and kind of what I was down on with DeMar and what gets me excited about Pascal yeah. is that the, you can affect the game on both ends of the floor. There's multiple ways for you to make an impact. And seeing Pascal, man, it's scary to me because I don't, I don't know what the next level is. Someone brought up in the chat just now, I saw it on Instagram, someone said two years ago Pascal couldn't even shoot. Yep. Right, and then now you look at it, and it's it's true. Two years ago, my guy couldn't shoot, and now he is wedding threes. Yeah. Like that is just in the lab. That's development. That is, you know, maybe trusting the process should be our slogan in Toronto yeah. and, and not I think, the Sixers, and I think right? With Pascal, with this team, I was going to say this. Like with him and Fred, then you add in Kyle, and he doesn't need to do it eighty-two games. Yeah. Right, True. he doesn't need to score thirty points mm-hmm. eighty two games. Yeah. Whereas, Pardon does. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, it goes so he can have those games where he, maybe he only scores fifteen, but what else is he doing? It's fifteen and ten. It's mm-hmm. fifteen and you know five assists. There's steals. There's block shots. There's big defensive plays down the stretch. Right. So if if Fred is on this game and scoring twenty five thirty. Pascal still gets involved. Yeah. Right. Whereas with Demar, if Demar wasn't scoring, he wasn't doing anything. Toronto was not winning that game. Yeah. For the most part. And he right? also wasn't doing anything else to help. Exactly. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, here is a comment I was looking for. DJ Raymond checked in and said, two years ago, Siakam couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. Now he's dropping hezzy pull up threes. Yeah. That's facts. And, and the weird part about it is you look at a guy make a development, make a leap like that, and I can't put limits on Pascal's game. I, I can't. After, How? I mean, after like the 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 strides he made, right? Like from year two to year three, it's just it was it was ridiculous. Well, I always go back to the interview that he did during the playoffs last year, and I'm pretty sure it was with Michael Grange. But he said that Kyle Lowry was huge in his development because Kyle went to Dwayne Casey and begged to let. Du- Begged for Dwayne Casey to allow Pascal to dribble the ball up the floor. Yeah. Think about that. Pascal Siakam needed (laughs) Kyle to beg Dwayne Casey to allow him to dribble the ball. And now you're looking at this guy. And my guy's at the free throw line, and they're chanting MVP. That's insane, and, and and it's not it's not a like <laughs> and, and it's not a it's not a a crazy MVP. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like okay, you're the best player on our team, or two and twelve, and yeah, yeah, you, yeah you're having yeah, a good yeah, game, yeah. and the crowd is just looking for somebody to root for. Mm-hmm. It's deserved. It's crazy. 
right? It's crazy to see the glow up, man. It is absolutely right. Crazy. And like you said, like as as big of a improvement as he made last year to win Most Improved, mm-hmm. he was still out of control. He was still wild. He was still yeah. And to make an equal, equally as big jump, especially coming off of a year where you win the championship. Like, like I said, like these guys should have been drunk and partying all summer. And maybe they were, but during the day they were in the gym, mm-hmm. right? And he's made an equal jump to last year to where people are legitimately talking about him being in the running for most improved player again. Yeah. Right? If not the MVP award. Well, Logan checks in on Twitter and Logan asks, 2016 redraft, Pascal going one or you still take Ben? <laughs> you can't take Ben Simmons over take Pascal ben right now, can you? You can't take Ben Simmons You can't. Ben you can't take Ben Simmons over Pascal Siakam, right? No. <laughs> no. And it's funny because we I I forget who I <laughs> it's so crazy who, to think about that, right? <laughs> I forget who, who was who was talking about it and on the radio today and it was just like if Philadelphia came to you right now and said Ben Simmons for Pascal, besides looking at them and saying Ben Simmons and who? What else are you giving me? <laughs> exactly. Right? If it's I'm true. even going to consider it, who else are you giving me? It's true. Right? And if people legitimately were just saying, like, yeah. would it be Ben and Embiid for Pascal? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. That might be outlandish. But, of course. But it's, no, it's, I know it's, what you're it's a, it's a very legitimate point, whereas you're not giving, Masai is not giving up Pascal, not even for Ben Simmons right now. Well, the perfect example is we just talked about the leap that Pascal's made with his jump shot, with being allowed to dribble. On the flip side, this is not a made-up story, but the Sixers fans were cheering because Ben Simmons hit his first three of his NBA career. In the preseason game. No, no, no. In the regular season, he hit one like last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the the first time the chair was in the preseason game. But it's like, how is that really a thing? That makes no sense. Right? Yeah. It's, hey, it's crazy. Uh, Another comment, though. The Knicks are coming for Masai. Watch. <laughs> Why would Masai leave and go to the Knicks? It'd have to be the biggest bag ever, but the flip side, this is the one thing I'll say. MLSE, at this point, I would assume Masai can have whatever bag he wants, and he can do whatever he wants, and they don't bother him. The one thing we do know about the Knicks, that as long as James Dolan is around, who knows what's happening in that front office? Right, like who knows? It doesn't matter. I think it does, at that point, it doesn't even matter what GM you put the, put there. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to play for James Dolan. Yeah, players don't want to play there. Players don't want to. Well, this was the off season that showed it, right? Yep. Like, like the guys they year, signed, all they all signed, and they all signed for like fifteen million dollars <laughs> and one year deals, and look at the results. Well, the whole time, the whole year, we got to remember. All last year, the rumor was KD to the Knicks, KD to the Knicks, KD, KD and to the Kyrie. Knicks. And then they went to the Nets. Nobody ever thought that was a thing. Nope. And remember, <laughs> Sean Marks told everybody he never even talked to KD. <laughs> there was no meeting <laughs> with KD to like pitch up and be like, hey, do you want to join the Knicks? Yeah. <laughs> like they called that. It was like, yeah, man, we're coming to the Knicks, me and Kyrie. It's like, wait, what? Make this trade. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what? That's insane. Insane. But the Knicks are a dumpster fire and Masai. It's got to be, at this point, you won a championship in Toronto. Larry Tannenbaum says he considers Masai his son and knows what Masai wants, and he will give him whatever he wants. That's already on the record, right, Mm -hmm. from the rumors that happened this past offseason 
uh, with the Wizards, yep. right? That Leonsis was trying to offer him like 10 mil a year and like shares or some shit like that. <laughs> and Tannenbaum was like, nah, I, I think Masai's good, but you can't leave to go to the Knicks and work for James no. Dolan. You just can't. No. You can't. Uh, As you can see, uh, for years, it's it's from Isaiah Thomas to the players that I've run through there. It's it's not a good career move. Here's a question for you. So we know that Kyle Lowry's on the way back soon. Mm-hmm. We know that Terrence Davis has been playing really well. Mm-hmm. We know that Norman Powell is still Norman Powell. Compliance department checks in and says, "I bet Norm is out of the rotation when Kyle is back. Davis has stolen his minutes. Watch. What do you think, Q? Do you think?" Terrence Davis has earned minutes over Norman Powell, who, for the record, tonight, and it's just one game because Norm's been his normal up-and-down Norm. Tonight, Norman Powell, seven points on two of eight shooting. While no, you think about I don't, that, I don't, I don't. DVAD checks in on Instagram and says, please trade Powell. <laughs> but go on, Q. What do you think? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I think, I mean, there, there might be a deal out there. I'm... I'm not going to say no, he's going to uh, finish the year in Toronto. I would never say that because Masai, you know, like Masai said, if there's, a, if there's a way for them to think they can improve their team, they're going to do it. And if you're going to move a contract, Powell's contract is the one you're probably going to want to move. Yeah. Right? At the same time, I, I, I just think he, he goes back to the bench. He's yeah. out of the starting lineup. He goes back to the bench. He backs. If they're still going to start Kyle and Fred, Norm is your two. Mm-hmm. Terrence Davis is your backup one. Yeah. And it just allows you. Gives you options. It gives you options. And it allows you to let. Again, same thing with when Serge comes back with Marcus Gasol. It allows you to rest those guys. Exactly. Nobody has to play 35. Which is super important. 40, right? Maybe, maybe if it's a big game against Philly or Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. You, you run with your, your top players. Nope, totally but if you're agree. playing the Knicks, playing Orlando, you're playing Atlanta. There's no reason for Kyle to play 35 minutes a game. And the main thing that we've talked about all the time with Norman Powell is a little healthy competition never yep. really hurts Norman Powell. And exactly. so as Mike TV, Mikey TV checks in on Instagram and says, TD is going to be a star. I think that only helps the internal competition with the Raptors, right? And if Kyle comes back, Kyle's a starter with Fred again, cool. Norm now has to turn back and earn his minutes again because I don't think that it's a position that he was in at the start of the year where it's just a given, hey, you're the seventh man off the bench. I think that's gone because when Serge comes back, Serge is still getting his minutes. So then the seventh guy, am I not turning to Rondé maybe? Rondé is that guy, I think. So Norm, I don't know what Norm's doing, but he's not because Rondé's been a consistent Double-digit score like Norm, now. Norm's a streaky player. Let's let's just we know that, right? Yes. It, it, yeah, I don't yeah. even think it's more, it's about inconsistency. I think it just streaks. He's gonna give you a good four straight games of double digits and 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 dunks, and he's gonna hit the three, and then there's gonna be four games where the shot's just not falling. Yeah, I think as long, I think as long as he plays some defense, he's still it's in good, your rotation. For sure. He just he might not be size. that first guy off the bench. He gives you some size in the backcourt, too. Not exactly. much, but he gives yeah. you some size in the yeah. backcourt as well. Uh, on the flip side, kind of the same, not really, but a little bit of the same thing here as, uh, let's see, what's his name? Juha Jupi. I hope I pronounced that right. Checks in and says, when Abaka comes back, should we give some of Gasol's minutes to Boucher to keep him fresh through the long season we have ahead? I think it's the same thing. You have options. So if you're playing Embiid, 
Gasol gets the major minutes. Yeah. Right? If you're playing the Knicks, why not give Boucher a, a game where he can just go out there and play 30 minutes and Gasol... Like, I don't even think Gasol should have even came in in the second half of this game. <laughs> right? He, he could have he literally just... Hold on, though. When did he splash that three from, like, half oh, court? Oh, he did. He did hit. That was big. That was yeah. when the game was over to yeah. me. I was like, all right, this game's over. Yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like, you, you just have options. And again, if... If we're going for the the repeat, if we're going to try and get back to the NBA Finals, you need Gasol, Kyle, even Fred and and, and Siakam mm-hmm. fresher going into the playoffs, just like how we did last year with Kawhi. You want them fresh, right? It's true. So, you know, if they can take half a games off, or even load management for for Kyle and 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 Mark, of course, why not? Boucher's shown that. Even in big games, that he's gonna he's yeah. gonna give you that consistency. He's energy off the bench. He's gonna try and block every shot. He's gonna try and grab every rebound. Yeah, and he can shoot from the outside. So, it's a good problem to have. Exactly. Uh, Thirteen and twelve tonight for Chris Boucher off the bench. Uh, but we were talking earlier about Ben Simmons versus Pascal. K 2s Garnett checks in and says, "Forget about that." Fred Van Fleet over Simmons, <laughs> which I'm not going. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. I second with this follow up that yep. was Ben Simmons is super young though in his defense, which is another part of this whole thing, right? Because Freddie was a four year player in college, you know? right? Yeah. So there's a bit of a difference and a little more maturity, and you know, Freddie came into a nice situation where his relationship with Kyle has really been helpful in his career as well, right? Like Kyle has been kind of a big brother to him and helped him along the way. And I think that relationship has really helped Freddie's development as well. Whereas does Ben Simmons have that in Philly? But but also, you also got to think, what he came in, heralded number one pick, mm-hmm. now he's got the bag. Mm-hmm. Would he even listen to the veteran? Well, would, he, would he even want? You know this what brings mean? up, we were talking about this during the game. And uh, there's an interview that I think you guys should watch. It was Jimmy Butler did it with Yahoo Sports. If you go to their Twitter account, they tweeted it out on Yahoo Sports with Vincent Goodwill. And he asked him, does everyone, uh, you work hard. We know Jimmy Butler works hard. He's always in the gym, 4 a.m. shooting, whatever. And that's basically Jimmy, right? Work hard, Jimmy Butler, always in the gym. Uh, And the question was, do you think everyone in Philly was working as hard as you were? And he says, no, like easily. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's just like outright. He's like, no. But then he backtracks and he's like, but that's okay. Like everybody's not wired like that. Everybody's not like that. And I've learned that over my years in the league. Yep. And so Goodwill, credit to him, because you could tell they have a bit of a relationship because he goes right back at Jimmy and he's like, wait a second, what do you mean? Like if you're not working hard, if you're working hard to get to a championship, shouldn't everybody on your team be also working just as hard to get to the ultimate goal of winning a championship? And Jimmy Butler's response was so interesting to me. He said, well, your assumption is that everybody's goal is to win an NBA championship. <laughs> and I was so like taken aback by that because yep. then and Goodwill keeps going and he's like, well, what do you mean? What's everybody playing for? He's like, there's tons of reasons why guys are in the NBA. You make a lot of money. You can buy houses. You can buy cars. You can have all these things. There's tons of other reasons. There's fame, tons of other reasons why guys are in the NBA and it's not to win an NBA championship. And I thought, whoa, <laughs> and that 
I don't know if you if I if it's fair for me to characterize it as that's a shot at a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been saying on this podcast, there's a reason why Jimmy Butler left Philly. And I look at Ben Simmons. Same reason and he, he left Minnesota if you want to get and into it. True. And he looks at these guys, he's like, You guys aren't real. You guys don't yep. want the smoke. And it was it was just interesting for to to watch that interview and hear him say that, and then now put that into the context of what we just saw the Raptors do last year, yep. and how important that was to see what they're doing now. Because even with the championship, these guys are still hungry for more. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. Well, I mean, think of think of all your jobs, right? Mm-hmm. You go there in the morning. How many of you love really, 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 really love what you do? And they're trying to be the best at what you do and, and trying to win employee of the month, right? I like my job when we're not talking about racism and hockey. <laughs> right? Well, that's <laughs> a story yeah, for right? another like, day. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were having this conversation earlier where it's like, it, it's, it's across the board in every profession, right? You, you're going there to get paid. That doesn't necessarily mean that you love what you do. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, we're, we're all big fans of basketball. That's mm-hmm. why we're here and doing this show right now. But... A lot of these guys were just tall and figured, you know, I, I can, right, you can, you can go to college and, and work hard for four years and get a degree and get a good job, yeah. and hopefully get a good job, or you can play basketball and, and get millions of dollars and, and, you know what I mean? Millions a year to play ball, yeah. To, to play basketball. That doesn't mean you love basketball. It just means you, 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 you found your, your you talent, can, your yeah. skill, and you, you run with it. And also there's a whole thing about the culture of – what basketball is now from like levels below, yeah. right? Like does winning matter? Like Ben Simmons went to LSU. They didn't even make the tournament Yeah, and it didn't matter. He was still the number one overall pick. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even a detriment to his draft stock that he couldn't even get his NCAA team into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Right. Like it's, think it's, about it's that. You couldn't, you couldn't even get your team to the tournament. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's crazy, right? It's crazy it's, it's, to think it's just about. A, it. It's just a different era of, of basketball, period, right? And it's just it's it's just not the same. So you can't really expect, especially the way the NBA has been the last couple of years with with the Golden State and the Miami, the dynasty, those 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 super teams. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy to think that everybody across the thirty team league is going into the year thinking I'm going to win a championship this year. It was impossible for most most of these teams, right? Yeah. No, totally, totally. I think that uh, there's funny. I was just distracted because there is a solid argument right now going on on the Instagram chat about should they have Kyle come off the bench when he comes back? No, no, I'm not entertaining no. that. You didn't pay the man thirty whatever mil to come yeah. off the bench. No, he starts. The whole thing is a, remember it's chemistry. Yes, you don't want you don't want Kyle. Kyle's a guy who 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 has has the potential to come in and ruin those ruin the season. You do not <laughs> want him disgruntled. Yeah, that, that's another reason why they gave him the bag that that they did. He's coming off. He's playing. Yeah, totally. And Kyle Lowry, again, it's not because. I don't believe you can lose your, your you shouldn't lose your job to injury. No. And you got to remember when Kyle was playing, he was playing really well. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like it's not like Kyle was struggling and Freddie was still playing well beside him. So like the team was still clicking with Kyle Lowry starting. Uh, but I don't even want to get to that conversation because yeah. Uh, K2's Garnett checks in and says, Ben Simmons said himself, basketball isn't his passion. 
<laughs> uh, there's another comment in here that said uh, Jimmy Butler is a cancer, which I don't know if I agree with that. I just think that. So, I mean, he's been proven right in both instances. In both no? instances, yes, right? exactly. The T Wolves are still not good, yeah. <laughs> right? And we're seeing Embiid and Ben Simmons. Oh, you mentioned this to me earlier. Uh, let's check in on what Joel Embiid happens to be doing tonight against the Sacramento Kings because it's the Sacramento Kings. Let's yeah. check that box score. Uh, the Sixers win 97 91. Joel Embiid, 33 points, 16 rebounds. 10 of 19 from the floor. <laughs> Yay, Joel Embiid. Yep. Glad to see you back, big guy. <laughs> Way to kick it to those 7 and 10 Sacramento Kings. Good job. Who's Sacramento's big guy? Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Oh, you you showed him, <laughs> Joel Embiid. The same, the, same, the same guy who's a practice against Joel Embiid in Philly. <laughs> you showed him. Ridiculous. Oh, man. Uh, I wanted to. I was gonna talk a bit about Canada basketball, but I think I'm gonna save that for uh, what's the podcast we do tomorrow? Ball on blast! Wow, yep. <laughs> my brain is fried. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, this racism and hockey stuff is messing with my brain, and <laughs> I come home yeah, every day and whole, I'm just like, yo, this is hurting that's my a head. Whole right other now. Show. Can we stop talking about this? Um, sorry, but to refocus here, shouts to Canada basketball. And I'll say this much, shouts to Canada Basketball, shouts to RJ for announcing that he will for sure play for Team Canada next summer. Uh, same thing goes for the cousins, Nikhil Alexander-Walker yeah. and uh, Shay Gilgis-Alexander. Same thing for uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray, who I think is a big chip, the big domino that you really want to play for this team. Yep. And with him and Corey in the backcourt, you know Olenek's going to show up because he always does as long yep. as he's healthy. Yep. I like that squad going up against Giannis or not. So huge shouts to Canada basketball and to Nick Nurse, the coach of yeah. Team Canada. If there's someone who can stop Giannis. Boxing one, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> also, did you know Rick Pitino's Grease's coach? <laughs> I'm just Interesting. Saying. I'm just saying. I can't wait for that tournament. That's going to be super fun. Super, super fun. Um Oh, Boucher. Austin reminds me here. Says Boucher says he'll play. Don't forget. Uh, we were talking about, will Boucher make the team? The uh, conversation for another yeah, day. Oh, hey, we got a we long time to figure that, it out. Yeah, I we, don't know. We got a long time to figure it out. <laughs> Canada basketball ball on blast. Let's go. Yes, we'll start another We'll start another <laughs> pod. <laughs> Canada basketball on blast coming soon. Coming soon to a headphone near you. Uh, but thanks again, guys, for tuning in as the Toronto Raptors beat the New York Knicks 126 to 98. Again. 126 to 98 is the whooping that your Toronto Raptors laid on the New York Knicks tonight. Uh, Pascal Siakam, high score with 31 points on 12 of 20, 12 of 22 shooting for Pascal, but five of eight from three. Why? Because he's been in the gym. Yep. Raptors win to improve to 13 and four on the season. And they are now 8-0 and at home for their best start at home in franchise history. 21-3 to tie franchise record. Again, they've also won 33 consecutive games at home versus divisional opponents. So this was a big boy win for the Toronto Raptors because they take care of business and beat a team that they're supposed to beat. And, and hey, I like that. Did it handily. Handily. Took care of business. Let everybody get some off the bench. Even Malcolm Miller Malcolm was getting Miller, some off the career bench. High. But I say that with caution. 
because Friday, the Raptors head to Orlando, which, okay, cool, should beat Orlando, should handle Orlando. Yeah. Then business is about to pick up. Utah is playing a lot better as of late. Yeah. Then after Utah, you got Miami, who has been a good team so far in the Eastern Conference. With Jimmy. Then you got Houston, and then you got Philly again after that. So a very, very solid run coming up for the Toronto Raptors. And hopefully Kyle should be back for at least a Miami game or the Houston game. Kyle should be back. Serge, we know, is on the way back shortly as well. So the reinforcements should be back as business starts to pick up with a bunch of what I call big boy games in a row. You excited? You fired up? And we're on the East Coast, so I don't have to be up till till midnight watching. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'll be here for every game. Let's go. Big things going on for the Toronto Raptors and big things going on on the Wrap It Up podcast. Q, where can the people find you to, to get your takes during this big boy trip for the Raps? Peoples, peoples, thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate it as always. You can hit me up at simply underscore just underscore Q. That is on all social media. That is Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then also at DDS Caps. Uh, we monitor that one as well. You can hit up myself or uh, Homeboy Foots, who's not here today. All yeah. social media as well. Yes, and my name is Sheldon Alexander. And of course, you are tuning in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander, where you can find us after each and every Toronto Raptors game doing our raps post game show take your comments and questions there same thing on instagram thank you guys for tuning in on the instagram feed at sheldon alexander like at both places like and subscribe or follow up on both places greatly appreciated and of course the podcast lives on shout to the podcast people listening on soundcloud day ones from soundcloud been rocking with us for a while now really appreciate you guys so if you're on soundcloud itunes google play youtube spotify which a lot of people have been happy that we added the pod to spotify so really appreciate you guys for tuning in there and liking and subscribing there sharing the love that is this the wrap it up podcast where we want to give a home for the raptors fans to go after each and every game because it's needed it's needed in this market we're yep. the defending nba champions yeah right <laughs> we need a consistent post-game show isn't yeah. that a thing should be should be uh but anyways we do what we can and we want to hear from you and you guys do such a good job of helping us out and keeping us, you know, giving us more things to talk about after each and every game and your opinions. If someone even checks in saying we should trade Norm for T. Ross. Wow. I'll just let the people in the chat argue that one. <laughs> but the point remains, really appreciate you guys because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is a wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, Friday night. We'll see ya. Peace. Boom, blast.